So switching gears now to the second segment of this episode where we're going to discuss broken engagements. I want to just preface that obviously we're not going to get into any personal details of your broken engagement, but I do just want to first thank you for even agreeing to discuss it because it's not an easy subject to be open about. And unfortunately, broken engagements are something which seem to be happening more and more frequently to the extent that I think it's safe to say almost everyone knows someone personally who has had a broken engagement. You know, even trying to find people to talk about this on my show has been really difficult because I think the only people who are somewhat willing to discuss it and disclose what that experience is like are people that are post, Mm -hmm. people that are no longer single, that are married and can kind of look back and reflect on it. And even then, I think a lot of people don't really want to discuss it in an open forum, which I understand. But I just want to say thank you so much for being willing to talk about it. And what we are going to do today is kind of hear from your perspective what people can do to be helpful for someone that they know who's gone through that experience. Because I think upon hearing bad news or upsetting news in general, oftentimes friends and family, even people closest to us, feel uncomfortable and unsure what to do or what to say or how to be helpful in that situation. And like in any awkward situation, (laughs) fear of not knowing what to do often means that we do nothing and I feel like that's not a good answer either because then that person experiencing the pain just feels really alone. So in your experience, if you can share with us, what was unhelpful from friends and family after your engagement broke and what did you find really helpful? Yeah, for sure. So first off, I'll say like, I'm very happy to speak about broken engagements. I think it's a really hard thing to talk about. Um, and I, in general, I've been working very hard in my my rabbinet to be able to speak about things that are challenging. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to to make myself a little bit more vulnerable and share that if that if that allows other people to feel more seen and more validated. I think it's really easy to go through really unhelpful things that people yeah. said. Um, so I'll just share two things that I found like to be like not not great and like like bad. Um, so the first one was I would get a lot of people would say like. Well, it's better now than later on in life. Oh my God. (laughs) People would really say that to you? Yes. (laughs) Like shortly afterward, not like, oh, this is like a year later, (laughs) like two years later, or like after getting like, you know, married again. Like, no, like, like, yeah. I think people mean well, just people are dumb sometimes. Yeah. And I really, I I think people don't really, and I I don't blame them. I got people who said like mazel tov. (laughs) People said mazel tov? Yeah. like you know like um you know it's it's good that this happened you know so like as of net you know now we're um yeah it's it's like two over two years later so you know after processing and therapy and all these things like i i can laugh at it a lot more but in the moment i was just like on the inside i was like what on earth did you just say to me on the outside i was like oh thank you (laughs) like i just like i didn't know how to respond to something like that wow that's that's pretty bad yeah, so that's bad, but let's let's talk about the good things. Let's um the things that I think can be very helpful. One I think is checking in with friends in a very you know, in a very minimal way. I think a lot of people feel like they have to um if they're gonna check in, it has to be in like a complete total way, recognizing everything that happened, whether we're talking about break engagement or even a, a death of a lot of uh, of a loved one. But I think something as easy as just shooting somebody a text and saying like 
hey, like, I just want to let you know, I'm thinking of you. You don't need to mention it. You don't need to say anything about a broken engagement or, or termination of a relationship, whatever it is. But you, um, you know, you send the message that you're thinking of somebody else and, and they know that you're thinking of them. And if you feel that you have a relationship in which you can be a little bit more personal or vulnerable, so then you can say something more specific about what transpired. I know that I've, I've done it with, with friends of just some people text her, I'm thinking of you, or even, you know, maybe it's not right after a broken engagement, but let's say, uh, you know, you have a friend who's, who had a broken engagement and, and now their, their former significant other is getting remarried. You're cognizant that that event's going on and just shooting a text and saying, I'm thinking of you, can be something that's so meaningful to somebody. Yeah, that's really nice. Was there anything else you found helpful? Earlier, I mentioned that a lot of my friends or some of my friends moved back after this happened and they were trying to give me space. And so I think oftentimes after something like this happens that, you know, you feel really alone and you actually want to have people around you, but it's people are moving back and you also don't necessarily feel comfortable like saying to people like, hey, like I'm like not feeling so great with like, you know, this thing that kind of happened. Um, it's like hard to name. So like something I think is really great is to just like message a friend and be like, hey, like, do you want to go out for dinner tonight? You know, do you want to go for pizza or Chinese? And to, to really make it an opt out type of thing where you're you're making plans and you're saying like, let's just, let's just do this. And like, you can give them the kind of the freedom to, you know, choose it is what you're doing, but that way you're able to support them. I, I saw something from Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg, I think a couple of years ago, he wrote a blog post about Shiva, how to help people who are, I think, following Shiva, like how to help people who are mourning. And he said, like, instead of being, uh, you know, passive and saying, like, if you need anything, like, let me know, I'm here for you, be active. And, you know, yeah. do something for them. And then that way they don't, that, you know, the mourner doesn't have to feel like it's on them and it can, it can be really helpful for them. I think that's such a great and sensitive tip, Noah, because for anyone who's gone through broken engagement or, you know, like you said, lost a loved one, even, even a breakup, you know, whatever pain someone's going through, I think when someone's at their lowest, it can be really hard to find the strength to reach out to other people and say, I need you without feeling very needy and feeling like a charity case or like a nebuch and for someone to initiate that and to make that first move and to say I see you and I'm thinking of you let's hang out let's do something I think like you said it takes off such a big burden for that person to feel like okay you know someone's kind of throwing me the lifeline first I can easily grab on to that yeah yeah, I think that's something else that's also really important. Something I, I felt kind of in the immediate aftermath is like all, like all I wanted to speak about was my broken engagement, but I didn't really feel comfortable expressing it to my friends and my friends also didn't really feel comfortable speaking about it with me. So I think kind of just giving, if you, I, I would say more with like your, your tier one friends to kind of just like give them the space and say to them like, hey, I know that a broken engagement is really hard and I know that it's something that's hard to talk about, but I just want to let you know that if you, if you want to speak about it, I'm here and that you can, you can feel comfortable sharing that with me. And I think just communicating that you can be a safe person to share that with can mean so much. Yeah. I think the really the hardest thing is just time. Nobody no one wants to hear that and it's not something it's not something that should be said. Another thing to like be emphasized is like people I think right kind of in the in the immediate aftermath people shouldn't try to give any sort of positive framing 
Um, I think it's really important to just let people experience and feel what they, what they feel and to just validate those experiences and feelings. But it's like not the point yet to be able to reframe and think about how this could, you know, how this could fit into who you are and the person that you're becoming. So I just think that's another thing. I think a lot of people way too early on, and I understand it comes from a place of love and caring. Um, people try to say, like, you know, it's good because X, Y, Z, but it's important, I think, to, to give some time before, before trying to have that that positive reframing. So don't say Mazel Tov. Yeah, yeah, don't say Mazel Tov. <laughs> um, I'm curious if you found that having a broken engagement has served as a stigma against you in any way. Has it been something which has been a reason people have said no to going out with you? Do you find that it's something people bring up on dates when they're out with you to kind of understand? Yeah, that's such a great question. Thank you for asking me. I personally have never had anyone bring it up, neither in terms of people who set me up nor with the women who I've gone out with. But that's, that's my experience. I've, I've spoken to a few friends of mine who are women who have gone through broken engagements. I don't know if, you, if you've had female friends who have undergone a broken engagement, if they've had any of these stigmas or people have asked them. With me and, and, and my male friends, I, I, haven't, I haven't heard of anyone who, who it's been Great. brought up at any point. At this point in, in like where I am, it's like not if somebody would say no to me, I wouldn't think that's what it, that, that's what it's about. I think that, that broken engagements are viewed as less taboo than divorce. I think that's also something that, that, we, that, that should be spoken about a little bit more and I think still is a lot more of a taboo. Yeah, I definitely hear that. Have you found that having had this experience has made you more sensitive to dating other types of people who also have quote-unquote dating stigmas, whether that's, like you said, someone who's been through a divorce or someone who struggles with mental health? Yeah, for sure. I think that the broken engagement in general made me a lot more sensitive and compassionate and empathic just as, as a person, but definitely so much more open to stigmas. I mean, I'm going into, into the mental health world and therapy in addition to the rabbinette, so I'm definitely really sensitive or try to be sensitive to mental health issues, but that's also something to me that like I'm I mean, not, I, I'm, I'm never asking about people's mental health backgrounds, but I'm so open to people who have anxiety or depression, like these are, which are still stigmatized, mm-hmm. um, but definitely like my, you know, my knee-jerk response, if, if someone were even to mention that, it's like, of course, like, I'm just here to be like compassionate and empathic and like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want someone to feel stigmatized for something that's just, you know, a part of who they are. It definitely has made me more sensitive to these things. What advice would you give to someone who is contending either calling off an engagement or who's reeling from the aftermath of having had a broken engagement? The first one I would say is like, you're really strong. Like, I think it's so important. Like, you're so strong. This is a really hard thing to do, whether it's thinking about breaking off an engagement or, or actually breaking off an engagement after building a relationship with somebody and having a whole vision of what your future is going to be like. It's really hard to, to take a step back and to rethink that or to, to end that. It's really, really hard and requires so much strength and so much courage. So I think it's so important just to like know you are so strong. The second thing I would say is that the pain and the emotions that you might feel are as a result of your broken engagement, it shows how much it shows how much you've loved the other person. And I think that's something I personally learned uh, in a really serious and profound way that loss is powerful because of love. And so it's so important to realize that 
the things that you're feeling relates to the amount of, of love that you have, that you gave to somebody else, that you even gave to yourself to be able to love somebody else. Um, and it's really courageous to, to be able to make yourself vulnerable to love somebody in, in that way. The third thing I would say is that there, there are people in your life who want to support you. Um, and they may not know how to support you, but they want to be there for you. And you shouldn't feel alone. People, whether it's friends or family or rabbi or a mental health professional, they can be there for you and they can support you and they can help you be the person that you want to be. They can help you move forward, move through what you're feeling. You shouldn't feel that you're stuck, that you can't move past this. And I would say lastly, uh, I personally am here. If there's anybody who's listening to this who wants to, you know, PM me on Facebook or DM me on Twitter, I, like I'm here to not as a a rabbi or mental health professional, but just as a person. I'm happy to to talk. After I wrote my article, different people reached out to me. Um, people who I didn't really know super well, um, expressing you know their experience. Um, with a broken engagement or divorce. And um, you know, I'm, I'm here if anyone wants to speak about it. That's really sweet of you. I was really moved. I forget if it was the second or third point that you mentioned, but I was really moved by the piece you said about recognizing hurt is symbolic of the love that you were able to give over to somebody else. Brene Brown actually does talk a lot about that. And, you know, the source of being able to be vulnerable is recognizing a lot of times people are afraid to experience, you know, certain times of love or joy because of what that might entail if it doesn't work out because we give so much of ourselves. But I think that's a really beautiful way to understand your pain is that it's because of the love that you're able to give and invest in somebody else. And it's a testament to who you are and the courage you had to do that. And then please God, it also will hopefully mean that you'll be able to invest all the more so in the right person at the right time. Yeah. So to end, hopefully a little bit more on a happier note, if you have a either funny dating story or your favorite piece of advice that you'd like to share with us. Yeah, so I have a little bit of both. Amazing, a little bit more uplifting. Um, so the the piece of advice that I that I received is embrace the silence. A lot of the times on dates, there's silence, and we feel the awkwardness of the silence and want to just end it and talk and end the silence. But the silence can be powerful too. Definitely something I've learned in my own like mental health training um, that like silence can be a great space. And so allow yourself to feel uncomfortable with that silence and, and lean into it. And what's really funny is I, I went out with somebody who also, she's, she's doing a, a side D now. Um, and she's also really comfortable with the silence. I'm, I'm somebody who's very comfortable with silence. So I think we just, we just kind of like sat, we're at a bar. <laughs> we just like sat looking at each other for like two or three minutes. Wow. And I guess like nobody cracked first. Were you like nodding at each other? Did you both just like recognize like, okay, this is what this is now. Yeah, yeah. We're just looking at each other. And then and then we kind of just both like cracked up and laughed there. That's sweet though. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. I hear that. I definitely agree that it's important to be comfortable with silence because hopefully the sign that you are very comfortable with that person is that you don't always need to be filling it with conversation. But I do think in the beginning that could be really awkward. So oh, sure. <laughs> Noah, thank you so much for joining us today and for your willingness to just be open and vulnerable. And if I can say, I think seeing how genuine and sensitive and kind you are to other people's experiences, I think it's what's going to really help contribute to make you such a successful rabbi. Please, God, when you finish your smicha. So best of luck with that. And thank you so much again for coming on. 
Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. That's going to wrap up parts one and two of this episode with Noah. I hope you guys found this episode meaningful and practical. I think there were so many important takeaways that Noah brought up in being open with us about his experience and what he found helpful and unhelpful. And hopefully that helps us be better prepared on how to be more supportive friends and family members to those we love around us. Please God, we should never need to use the tips that he suggested, but I think knowing them can be really important in terms of just making us more sensitive to other people we encounter in the future. Something that also came up for me while I was having this conversation with Noah is that I think whenever we speak to people who are open about a difficult experience and they're sharing that with us, it's very natural that we immediately think of those who are closest to us, who we know, who have been through that type of similar experience as well. And through going back and thinking about it, even for myself, you can start to think about those who you weren't present for in that moment when they had this hardship. And that could just be because at the time, we really didn't know how to be. But I want to also encourage you that if you felt like there were friends of yours who you can think of who've had a difficult experience similar to this, whether that is the loss of a loved one, whether that's a divorce, whether that's a broken engagement or even just a breakup, it's never too late to go back to that friend or relative and say, Hi, I just want to let you know that I'm thinking of you and I'm really sorry when I'm looking back on it now. I realized I really wasn't there for you in this time of need. And I wasn't even maybe so sure how to demonstrate my support, but I want to just let you know that I'm here for you. And if you want to talk about it, I'm more than happy to be supportive in whatever way that I can. For me, if there was a takeaway from this episode, it's just making sure that those who are near and dear to us know how much we love and care about them. So I think it's never too late to go back and have that conversation with someone that you know. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and stay tuned for more upcoming episodes.